Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Live Free Experience. I'm your host, Brianna Bowley, performance coach and founder of the Live Free Movement, a movement dedicated to showing the world what else is possible. Now, before we get started, I uh, wanted to make a special announcement, and that is that the Live Free Experience is now proudly sponsored by Savage Marketing. Now, these guys have been so valuable in helping me get some of that nitty-gritty background shit done uh, in order to launch the Live Free Experience and to market the Live Free movement. And uh, if I'm honest, I'm really shit at this kind of stuff. So, you know, they've been really instrumental in helping me just get things off the ground and, and flowing a little bit easier. So I really, really recommend these guys. Um, check them out at savagemarketing.com.au. They're the go-to for all of your website and marketing needs. So that stuff aside, today I'm chatting with the very wonderful Emma Watts. Now, I had the opportunity to go and stay with Emma in Sydney about a month ago and to hear all about her very inspiring vision with her business, The Daisy Chain. So I'm going to leave it up to her to tell you a little bit about the Daisy Chain. So just listen to the damn podcast. But we also chat voids and values and how our values are brought about by our voids, how our voids create our values. Um, And yeah, we also just have a little bit of a banter. So I kind of wanted to pop Emma on the map because I feel like she definitely doesn't get enough credit for the incredible things she's doing in the world. And uh, I do feel like this episode has a little bit of a different feel because we're talking about her work in nursing homes. But I urge you regardless, um, have a listen, because Emma's work was very eye-opening for me. Let's do it. All right. Emma, how are we doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, really good. What have you been up to? Um, I've just finished a call with a client, and then this morning I had um, a couple of classes. So, yeah, busy day. Very nice. You didn't have the long weekend over there, did you? No. I just saw one of my friends at the movies and I'm like, why are you at the movies? Aren't you at work? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we had the... I don't even know what the the, uh, public holiday was for, but I know we had one and I kept forgetting that the (laughs) SA was the only one that I had. So I was sort of uh, trying to plan everything around this public holiday when, yeah, apparently it was only for me. So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Did you take the day off though? What's that? Did you take the day off? Oh, I was maybe a little bit hungover. No. So. <laughs> I, I, I worked, but probably at like yeah. 25% output. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So where do we start? I guess if you want to fill us in a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure, sure. So I am based in Sydney. Um, I've got a husband, Patrick, and two girls, um, Grace and Beth, who are 11 and 9, going on 17 and 15. Um, and my background is I'm English, um, moved over here in 2000, um, studied music in the UK, so music's always been a massive part of my life, um, came over here and then weirdly started teaching Zumba, um, which was always about the music for me, and had an opportunity to teach Zumba in a nursing home, which was like, well, that's, that's a bit strange, let's give it a go, um, and then, yeah, kind of from there, ended up doing more and more um, 
Zumba Gold, which is low impact, um, you know, people with disabilities, low impact, um, which kind of has ticked the boxes for me because I always was interested in music and special music therapy for special needs. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I've kind of ended up kind of combining the, the two things together, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I work from home for myself, which is awesome, to set up my own company, which actually connects entertainers and instructors to aged care facilities. So all over Australia to start with. Um, and the big plan is to be global. Awesome. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know those feels. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So um, the daisy chain, right? Yes. Yes. The daisy so chain. you've told me the, uh, the story behind how that was founded, which moved me. Um, yeah. Can you fill the listeners in on, on how the Daisy Chain came about? Yes. So my, as I said, my background was music. Um, one of my biggest fans when I was studying music was my nan. My nan would always come to my concerts. Um, usually whenever we did a concert when I was in uni, we'd meet for dinner or in a pub first. My nan would always bring me a banana, um, which is very strange because I think she'd worry that I'd be hungry. Um, so, but she was at every concert she possibly could be at, you know, kind of my biggest fan. Um, we used to go and see um, shows together and I remember dancing around her living room just in our stockings and, and high heels, which weren't really high, but they felt high when you're 11 years old, um, pretending that we were showgirls. Um, she... She, she used to sing Daisy Daisy to me when I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And she passed away in December. She had Alzheimer's for about 10 years, um, mm -hmm. which was awful um, and really awful for loved ones as well. So I started teaching Zumba in nursing homes and just saw a huge need for um, basically more energy and more movement um, mm -hmm. and more... There's more variation, a different face, a different a different person coming in. The staff in aged care facilities are amazing, um, mm -hmm. but they're very overworked and the ratios aren't as great as they could be. Um, mm -hmm. So being able to go in and, I guess, bring my love of music, but also my love of movement, um, and we know that energy creates energy. So if you're sitting around all day not doing very much, um, yeah. then you end up not wanting to do very much. So being able to go in and dance, be a bit silly for half an hour, you know, just, just creates that energy and that movement and, and makes people feel good. So I realised that there's only so many classes that I can teach myself. There's only so many hours in the week. Um, and there's also a, obviously a, a huge need for more activity. The activity coordinators who you know, put on the, the timetable for the residents often are overworked um, and they, they have a lot that they need to do and it's hard for them to know who to go to, who to speak to, check everyone's place checks, first aid, insurances and all the rest of it. So I've set the daisy chain up basically to bridge that gap. So they come to us and then we find the right people to go and either do chair yoga, chair zumba, chair ballet. I've got chair pom-pom starting this week uh, which is so cool <laughs> I want to be That's a cheerleader awesome. when I'm 80 um, <laughs> and, and entertainers so singers and dancers as well to go in um, so we take we basically take out all the hard work and, and make their lives a little bit easier for the staff but also bring that joy and fun for the residents nice so I had the uh, the pleasure when was it last month 
of yeah. uh, staying with you for the week and you brought yeah. me along to a few of your classes. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I've told you this already, but I was pretty blown away by how much it actually did move me. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my grandma, what stood out for me was that, you know, when she went into a nursing home, uh, you know, they say, if you don't use it, you lose it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, she, I watched her health, pretty quickly deteriorate because, you know, she spent a lot of her time uh, sitting in a chair and not really getting out and yep. doing too much. So, yep. you know, upon coming to your classes and seeing everyone, like how much fun they had and just, you know, um, it, was, it was this cool little it's cool. group full of banter and whatever else. <laughs> um, you, you had a good one to come to as well. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was super fun. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it really stood out to me that, like I wish my grandma had have had access to that yeah. um, because, you know, I mean, not only would it have impacted her health, but she probably would have been around a lot longer. So, um, yes. yep. yeah, it, it moved me. And as I said to you uh, that day, I was sort of sitting there actually choking up and tearing up a little bit because it was just fucking cool seeing how well yeah. you connected with them and whatever else. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. It, I had a lady come in yesterday who was visiting a neighbour that she'd lived next to for 50 years and this lady had gone into a, a home for whatever reason um, and she just came in to have coffee with her and at the end of the class, she ended up sitting next to her and doing the class and I had this, this guy there called Harold who has never joined in before, he normally sleeps throughout the class, I, I didn't even know his name because he's just one of those, he's quiet he, he's, you know, he's obviously not a well man um, and he just sleeps a lot of the time and suddenly his eyes opened he felt upright and he started waving his arms and kicking his legs. Um, oh. And she just looked at me and same, her eyes just filled up um, and her neighbour was dancing and I went over to her at the end and just said, thanks for joining in. It makes a big difference that, you know, having that extra energy and people joining in makes a difference. And yeah. she just grabbed my hand and she said, I just want to say thank you. Um, you know, I, I almost cried the whole way through that and what you're doing has a massive effect and I haven't seen my neighbour look that full of life for five years now um she oh, said she wow. just she generally doesn't join in with things she doesn't doesn't like to join in um she said so to crack that exterior is pretty hard to start with um mm. but yeah it's i'm very blessed every day um there are obviously downsides to it as well because you are with people when they're at their most vulnerable and and it, you know for some of them there's not a lot of joy in their lives mm. um but the blessings far outweigh those moments thankfully mm. yeah I mean all of my grandparents now have passed so I guess for me they're almost and this is going to sound awful but they're almost like a forgotten group um, mm -hmm. and I think yeah. that yeah unfortunately that's the case for a lot of people um, mm. so it really it was a bit of a slap in the face for me that sometimes it's the little things that actually yep. make all the difference yeah. Um, and yeah, just, I mean, just watching the way you connected with them and, uh, you know, just some of the banter and the, the, <laughs> the personal jokes you had going and whatever else, yep. it was like, yep. it was moving. It really yeah. was. And, and, you know, like you said, it's the little things. I make a point of remembering everyone's names. And sometimes, yep. <laughs> sometimes I surprise myself. I'm like, oh my goodness, how do I know all these people's names? But it's just, it's important to me that when I walk in, I can say, Hi Mary, hi Peggy, how hi Dot, how's you know, how's your son? And that is just as important as the music and the movement. Um mm. I was telling someone this morning when I 
when I take on instructors to work alongside me or represent the daisy chain, um, I explain that it's generally it's a half an hour class, but you need to be there for 45 minutes because the before and after the class is just as important as the class itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it does, you know, not everyone wants to take that on, but that's, that's part of it, mm. which is really important. Yeah, um, I think as well just sort of showing them that they're seen and that, you know, they, mm. yep. despite age or, or health or, you know, even mental stability, um, they're, they're, you know, they're important. They still matter yeah. and that they're still seen. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And, and if everyone could visit someone once a month, there'd be no one lonely. In an essay, mm. absolutely. It's that simple. It's it's half an hour out of a month. If everyone did that, um, there'd be no one lonely, and that's mm. powerful. Um, and, and kids, kids and the elderly are just they just have these amazing relationships. I I went to one class this morning that I've been going to for five years, so they've known my kids. My like my youngest was only three when I started, so she would come with me, and they still remember her name, and they still got the stickers that they gave that she gave them three years ago on their walk-in frames um, oh. and I always ask about them and it's just like it's just incredible and I just let them go I take them with me in the holidays they just sit off and they'll say can you leave us and can you come and pick us back up later and we'll stay and do craft uh, so oh, that's, that's cool. what I do um, so it's it's wonderful for them as well mm. to have that experience of of how to talk to older people how to mm. how to re, you know engage with them and how to just have fun and and kids and old people are quite similar in that they've got no inhibitions, so they just talk mm. and they just yeah. have fun. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's cool. Mm. Yeah, as you said, the, you know, no inhibitions. Uh, uh, you know, when I was there with you, there was conversations <laughs> about going down to the pub for, what was it, was it a Tui's? Yeah, I'd say, how do you feel? And one of them goes, like a Tui's. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, nothing, though, God. compared to the, some of the conversations I've had. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, I bet. yeah, yeah. They're very funny. They're very funny. <laughs> I walked in yesterday to one, and um, the very first person I saw went, "Oh shit!" And I said, "Oh, that's not that's not a very nice greeting." And he went, "Not you again." And I said, "Oh, yeah. pleased to see you too." And he said, "And you sing flat." And I went, "Oh, okay, <laughs> thanks." <laughs> so I just went and danced with the others. <laughs> Oh, I love it. But then you see their toes tap in and it's like they're trying to be grumpy but they can't quite yeah. play through. <laughs> they can't help it once once the music starts and once you start moving. Oh, it's contagious. That's gorgeous. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I remember you telling me that you and Patrick and the girls uh, did, was it 30 days of uh, yeah. going to a different nursing home every day? We did. So it was not Christmas just gone, Christmas was 4th of 2016. Mm -hmm. um, it was coming up to the school holidays and the, the girls must have been to a class with me or something and I said, oh, you know, what are we going to do in the holidays, long holidays, blah, blah, blah. And my eldest daughter said, oh, we could, I think it was a, as a joke, <laughs> said, oh, we could go to a nursing home every day. And I said, well, we could do that. And then between the three of us, we can kind of concocted this, let's do 30 days of caring. So we yeah. basically committed then, there and then to ourselves that every day for 30 days we were going to go and visit a nursing home. So some of those days were, I already had classes, um, but we didn't count the class, we had to stay longer. So we had to either get there early or stay after. Um, 
find an activity that we could do, whether it was, you know, my eldest playing the clarinet or playing bowls or whatever it was, we would do something. Um, and then uh, an amazing friend of mine who now works alongside me saw that I'd put something about it on Facebook and rang me and said, I don't know what you're doing, but it seems amazing. Can I help? So she actually made a load of phone calls and booked us in to a, a wow. nursing home every day for 30 days. Um, completely voluntary. She's amazing, Tracy. Um, so she would call them all up, book us in, um, explain what we were doing. And so for 30 days, every day for 30 days, we visited an aged care facility and spent time with people. Um, it was really hard. It was a really mm -hmm. big commitment. Um, it was massive for the girls because they were almost two years younger than they are now. Um, mm -hmm. But it was incredible. It was an incredible experience. Um, there was two days, so that included Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. It was kind of towards the end of December to the middle of January. Um, Christmas Day, I had a temperature, so I couldn't go because you're not obviously allowed in if you're sick. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So my husband still took the girls, which was phenomenal. Um, there was a couple of days that he kind of was able to come with us because he wasn't working. Uh, Christmas Eve, he dressed up as Santa and we gave presents out to them all. And, um, oh, it was just crazy. It was, but it was amazing. And the kids got so much out of not only spending time with the older people, but also following through on a commitment once you've made that commitment. Um, mm. And even though there were days where it was like, oh, mom, do we have to do it today? Um, you know, so-and-so's going to the beach, but we'd take their friends with us. We'd take different friends. We bought a kitten. We took the kitten into one. Um, so it was, yeah, it was amazing. Oh, that sounds so awesome. Yes, it was. You, you made me want to uh, get out there and, you know, start volunteering. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think back to the times when I used to, you know, go visit my grandma in the nursing home and just walking through, you'd sort of have a little bit of banter with some of the oldies, yep. as, you know, you'd uh, yep. go past them or, you know, and, yeah, I, I, you, you got me thinking, I won't lie, you know, maybe I should no. jump in there and... Um, yeah. Well, like I said before, half an hour a month, if everyone did it, there'd be no one oh, lonely. Absolutely. And, absolutely. and some people do not get any visitors mm. um, for, you know, whatever, whatever their circumstances are. And I, I think that's the biggest thing that it's taught me is that I go in um, not knowing anything about anyone. So I don't know anyone's history. I don't know about their families. I don't know about anything. Um, mm. It really, and with the kids as well, it really is just treating people with love regardless yeah. of anything else mm. um and obviously you know everyone's got a path and i'm sure there's some some things that people have done but i would never know so it's just mm. it's just purely going on being there at the time mm. and when you really take take a moment to connect with them like some of the stories you know mm. some, some of the stories people have to tell or yep. the experiences or the knowledge Mm -hmm. it's you know it's the type of stuff yeah. that you you can't find that on google you know you no. can't find that on facebook it's yeah they're they're once in a lifetime sort of yeah. uh, recounts i suppose and it, yeah. it would be a shame to miss out on some of those yeah you know yeah, yeah. i i have a lady who was one of the original tivoli dancers because I, I said to her one day oh look at those high kicks and one of the carers said to me yeah she'd been um she'd been one of the original tivoli dancers on stage and had known some of the, you know, the old crooners. Um, she'd kind of danced alongside them. There was another guy who was um, Olympic gold medalist for kayaking. Um, wow. So people have just got these incredible stories 
that if you just stop and ask the right questions, they'll start, you know, they'll start telling you the stories. And it's about being present and listening because yeah. you only need to ask the right question and you get these amazing stories and you just, as you said, you learn so much about them but also about yourself as well. Mm. Whilst, yeah, definitely. Chatting. Mm. So through the daisy chain, am I right in saying that you uh, connect volunteer visitors with... Yep. Um, yep. yep. So for anyone yes. listening, how can people go about getting involved in that? Yep, so you can hop on the website, um, which is just www.thedaisychain.com, but daisy spelled D-A-I-S-I-E, not the other way. Um, and there's a, a spot on there. There's actually two different forms. So if you know of someone that is living in an aged care facility or a nursing home that doesn't have visitors or you know, you're on the other side of the world and you can't visit your family member for whatever reason, um, you can actually go on there and request a visitor. Um, or if you're interested in volunteering, you can go on there as a volunteer. What we try and do, and, and this is kind of how it was dreamt up originally, was because my nan lived in England, it was like, wouldn't it be cool if I could send someone to visit her on my behalf to talk about the things that I would talk about if I was to visit her? Mm -hmm. So you can go onto the form and you can click, yes, I'm interested in music, current affairs, crosswords, knitting, whatever it is. Um, and we will endeavour to find someone that is interested in the same things so you can talk about the same things um, because there's probably not a lot of point. You know, it's nice to have conversations with anyone, but if you've got a shared interest, that's even mm. cooler. Um, mm. So, yeah, there's a spot on there for volunteer visitors and there's a spot on there for if you actually know someone that needs a visitor. So um, aged care staff can go on and say look we've got a resident that doesn't see anyone um, never gets any visitors can you find us a visitor um, awesome so we make sure they've got all their police checks and you know all that's done which takes time away from the staff and the aged care facilities so they can focus on being present and doing what they need to do for the residents perfect so just one more time that website yep thedaisychain.com perfect it's d-a-i-s-i-e C-H-A-I-N. Perfect. And I will put that in the show notes uh, anyway cool. for anyone that does want to go check yeah, it cool. out. Um, so you talked before about uh, you were on a coaching session. Yes. Yes. Can you run us through a little bit about <laughs> what you're doing there? Um, because I have so much spare time and I'm an overachiever, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm recovering overachiever. Um, I also have a network marketing business, so I have a team of people that I work with, um, mm -hmm. which has led to working with people, um, obviously on building their business, but also on building themselves. Um, mm -hmm. I've done a lot of learning myself over the past three or four years. Um, I also work with um, guitar teachers as part of a network of guitar teachers who... Um, Obviously, a great guitarist, great teachers sometimes need guidance with sales and um, you know personal development, getting out of the stories that they're stuck in. Um, and one of my highest values is learning and teaching, so it kind of makes sense that I'm helping people with that. So just run through a session with a friend, who, well, she's now a friend, which is so cool about what we do, um, on her values, figuring out her values. And it, yeah, kind of completely blown her mind. Um, because I knew what her values were before the test, but she she probably I probably realised more than she knew um, because you can see it plain as day when you look at how she's living her life. Um, yeah, absolutely. But then we talked about 
values coming from voids and she was like, oh my god all those things make perfect perfect sense yeah um, the, her three top values were things that maybe were different for her growing up um yeah and they're you know they're her highest values now which is really cool to see that that moment where the penny drops mm. yeah absolutely i uh this is what i love about your work that you've sort of made it so holistic, like you've got that awareness around, um, you know, the mindset. And for me, I really do believe that, you know, that the mental aspect of things is kind of the center point. If you don't have that, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing out in the world. If you don't sort of have that aligned, then you're going to struggle. And so, yeah, I love that you sort of, you incorporate that and then, you know, you've got the you know, you've, you've got that awareness of that for them when you go out into the business world or when you go into mm. the, you know, multi-level marketing world or, you know, even into the, um, you know, retirement homes and, and what have you. So, yeah, I really yeah. love that you've got that holistic thing going on there. I also it's so get valuable. bored if I only do one thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we're I'm really like, similar like that. Goldfish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, look, it's, if you can, you know, if you can learn more about how how you work and other people work, um, you can deal with anyone. So I'm often dealing with um, either family members or I'm dealing with entertainers and instructors or I'm working mm. with the staff in the aged care facilities. If you can see and, and figure out how people work and how they're thinking and what their highest values are, you can make sure that you fit into that picture that they want. Mm. Absolutely. Um, so it's you know it's all very well for me to say oh you need me because X Y Z I'm great but they need to know how I'm going to solve their problem um, mm. and and it's all about helping people solve their problem that's going to help them move forward whether it's in business or with their family or in their relationships or with their teaching or whatever it is um, mm. so yeah yeah it's yeah just, just about connecting with people yeah absolutely um, so you talked a whole bunch about values. Um, mm-hmm. Can you, like for anyone listening that kind of isn't really sure what you're getting at there, can you run us through what you mean? Sure. Um, so your value system is basically unique to you, um, kind of mm-hmm. like your fingerprint. Um, and it's, I guess, my interpretation of it, and everyone's will be different, is that it's the kind of the, the code of conduct like you live your life by. Um, and I was mm-hmm. talking to my friend earlier about how my kids' schools say their values are respect and honesty and kindness. That's great, but they're not values. They're, mm. they're traits and personality traits. So, you know, I'm kind and I'm thoughtful and um, I'm loving and I'm honest and respectful and I'm also none of those things at the same mm. time. So that's a whole yep. other story. Um, <laughs> but once you know what your value system is, um, you can, and you try as much as you can to live according to that value system, you're going to be much more content um, and achieve more in your life mm. so working out what my values were um it you you know you would probably look at me and go i know what they are straight away um mm, absolutely so, so <laughs> all right tell me <laughs> <laughs> well you've already told me number one is movement so yeah <laughs> i kind of feel like uh i cheated yeah, there because we had this discussion <laughs> um music's definitely in there yeah music's up yeah there. uh and then, yeah, obviously teaching and, yeah. and learning, yeah. I would say. I think yeah. you, did you say them before? You might have. Yeah, I dropped them in. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So movement, learning, connection, obviously, is really yep. important to me um, and music. Um, and when I was working out my values, like the, 
the friend that I was working with this morning, her top value is her kids. Like, it's obvious. Like, you can see yeah. it a mile away. Uh, when I did mine, I kind of beat myself up because my kids are in my top five sometimes. Mm. Um, but they're not always. And, and I think as a mum, you kind of go, oh, my kids should be number one. But mm. if I'm not living those other values, I'm no use to my kids at all. Exactly. Not, yeah. not any use whatsoever. And you've stayed with us for a week, so you know that my kids are important. And I'm, you know, it's not like I leave them at home by themselves to fend for themselves. But um, if I'm not being true to myself and to my values, I'm no use to them. And I'm also teaching them not to be true to their own values. So it's, it's exactly. kind of double-edged. Um, exactly. Yeah. So... And and we were talking earlier about how, you know, your values generally come from a void in your life. So my top value is movement. Growing up, I never exercised at all. I was a musical yeah. one. My brother was a sporty one. And this actually only occurred to me earlier today. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, everyone thought it was hysterical and I started teaching Zumba because I was the <laughs> unco lazy one who just wanted to sit and play my saxophone. Um, mm. And now my whole life is that's you know, it's just what I do. It, that's, mm. that's what I do. If I don't move in some way, I just get antsy and, mm. and grumpy. And, you know, I sat and watched the kids at karate all day Sunday and I was shattered Sunday night and I was like, I haven't even done anything. And there's other mm. days where I teach seven classes and get up at four to train. Um, I'm just buzzing and bursting with energy. So, mm. yeah, you, if you don't, if it's highest values, you're just, you know, you kind of just intrinsically do it. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're inspired to do it kind yeah. of within without having to, yeah. you know, you don't yeah. need any sort of external motivation or, no. or reason to do it as such. It's just no. what you love to do. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it's so important what you said there about um, living your highest values, you know, that it's, it's society kind of frowns upon, particularly for mums, uh, if they don't put their kids first and foremost. But Yep. You know, as you said, you're of no use to anyone if you're if you're not happy. And the more you can really live in alignment with those values or those top priorities, um, yep. the more fulfilled you're going to be. The you know, the more you're. I really believe that our top three values is where our most potential for success lie. Like the more in alignment we're living with them, um, the more fulfillment we have the more inspiration we have the more you know the better our health the better our uh, potential to bring in you know wealth and finances yep. because they're the things that light us up from within and we're going to be productive yep. and and what have you so I think when you're not living in alignment with those based on what you should be doing uh, and I say yep. you know should in inverted commas there <laughs> um then you, you're you ultimately shooting yourself in the foot, you know. You're taking yeah. away all of that potential and you're taking away what makes you unique and special as well. You know, you're kind yeah. of just allowing yourself to really blend back into the crowd, which yeah. I don't really think that's any way to live. No. Mm. No, not do I. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not blending in. <laughs> <laughs> In case you noticed. <laughs> I noticed a little bit. <laughs> But I always wear black because I like to not stand out. (laughs) That doesn't make sense, does it? There's the balance. No, that's why I have crazy hair (laughs) to balance out black clothing. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's fairly similar. Yeah, we are. I think once you once you can figure out the value stuff, to you're able to see, like I said before, you're able to see what other people's highest values are. Sometimes. Mm 
more clearly than they can. Um, And I think when you're, you know, when you're, whether it's an intimate relationship or whether it's with your kids, if you can help that person live their highest values, even if they don't realize that that's what you're doing. um, Yeah. And it's not about, I hate the word allowing someone to do something because I'm not very good with anyone allowing me to do anything. I just, I just live my way. Um, But if you can, you know, help to provide the space for people to live their values, um, it's like, you know, people that say the kids are always on the computer or the iPad or whatever. It's like, well, what are they actually doing on there? Because Mm -hmm. my youngest one, if she's on the computer, she's playing Minecraft. If she's playing with toys, she's playing with Lego. She's out the back, she's building a ramp or, you know, she's got hammer and nails and whatever she's doing. Um, One of her highest values is either creating or building. Um, And it's not about the fact that she's on the computer. It's what she's doing. Um, mm. my, my oldest is always looking at makeup, makeup tutorials and it's not necessarily the makeup. It's the creativity. She loves being mm. creative. Um, mm. And when you can step back and go, okay, what is it they're actually doing? Um, not what is it I think that they're doing. Um, mm. And, and in, a, in an intimate relationship, you know, my husband's highest value is experiences. So if he doesn't get to go away, get out of Sydney once a month, go and hang out at the farm, do whatever he does while he's there, then he's not in a good place when he's here. So it's mm. about that freedom to, you know, just just be you and support each other in that mm. in that ability to just, you know, embrace what's important to you and just what is what you do. Um, yeah. We were at karate at the weekend and everyone was like, oh, where's Paddy? And I said, oh, he's, he's gone to the farm. Oh, so you're here by yourself? I'm like, yeah, but... I get to do what I love every day. He gets to do what he loves around work and around the things he doesn't love so much. Um, But that makes him a better him when he's here and me a better me for him. Absolutely, yeah. It's all about supporting each other. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, the more more you can grow, the more Patty can grow and vice versa and the girls and anyone else that you come into contact with. Yeah. So, yeah, it only serves... Yeah, yes. I think it's, um, you know, the example you use there um, around, you know, Beth being on the computer but doing these, you know, uh, the stuff around construction and building and that sort of yep. stuff. Uh, we've had the discussion about, you know, when I was a kid I used to spend hours upon hours upon hours playing The Sims. And, yep. um, you know, I, I remember mum and dad always, you know, get off the computer and, you know, you're, you're going to, what did they use? They called me four eyes or whatever <laughs> You know, I'd sit there with just, yeah, hazy eyes from the all this time yeah. on the computer. And I kind of, you know, um, dad, bless him, like he, he doesn't really value the computer or technology or any of that because yeah. he's very much a farm boy. He used to, you know, sort of say, well, you're lazy and, you know, yeah, what have outside. you. Yeah, he didn't understand. <laughs> but I look back on it now and I can see that what I was doing was, you know, I didn't on the Sims. I didn't care about building a home or any of that. It was about looking at human human interaction. Yeah. You know, seeing how these characters on the Sims interacted with each other. And you know, yeah, now cool. I, I I work with people as a coach. So yeah. You know, it's sort of yeah, that cool. was setting me up for um, what I do now. And my parents didn't quite see that for what it was, and and used to try and drive me away from it. When in actual fact. Yeah. Now it sounds silly, but I can see how so much of what I do now does link back to that. Yeah. Um, 
and you know as you said our, our voids create our values and and always being told I wasn't allowed to do those things <laughs> yeah. um you know, here I am today. Look what so, you ended yeah. up doing. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, and even yeah. what you said there about uh, a grace with the makeup, you know. Um, I remember as a kid always being at school and wanting to wear makeup um, yeah. and always being told off because it wasn't part of the school uniform and I was mm-hmm. forever being told off for wearing jewellery or the wrong school shoes or whatever it may be. <laughs> and uh, I used to hate it. It used to drive me nuts. And uh, now my top value is self-expression. So, you know. Yeah funny that yeah. now I have a podcast and and what have you yeah. Yeah. you know yeah, yeah the voids create the values yeah it's I was just saying to my friend earlier on I was talking about you know I'm I'm at one of my happiest places is being on stage um yeah. and not not being in the background like you know either playing the saxophone which is not a quiet instrument um or singing or mm-hmm. if I'm not there my other happy place is teaching Zumba in front of a room of 50, 100 people um, mm. outside of the nursing homes, obviously. Um, but growing up, I always, if I was in a musical, I was always in the chorus. I was always I was always in the background. I was always, mm-hmm. you know, where will we put, it felt like, looking back, it was like, where will we put Emma? Um, never went really for main roles because I always felt like I wasn't good enough to get the main roles. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, now I'm smack bang in the centre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... You know, it's not. It's definitely not by accident. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's pretty incredible when you can kind of go back and and look at how things have balanced themselves out, or how yeah. you, you know, it's all sort of. It has that higher intelligence to it, where, um, yeah, what what we create now comes from what we, I I guess, failed to be provided with, or perceived that we yeah. weren't provided with as as kids. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible stuff, and it. it pretty I scary think when, when you're a parent, though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, Knowing I, I that think your kids are going to look back and go, "This is where we, you know, this is where the void was when I was a child." And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, quite scary. It all comes down to perception. I mean, I yeah. I look back at my childhood, and uh, you know, my second value is travel and experiences, and. Yeah. When I really think about it, I'm like, crap, like my mum and dad, they gave me everything they possibly could, yeah. you know. They had me playing basketball and they had me playing, you know, they, they had me dancing and uh, like I got to do so many different things. But yeah. what I perceive that we never got to do was to really like see see or do anything outside of Adelaide, outside of the yeah. local. Um, yeah. And so... You know, my I guess my lopsided perception is that I missed out on all those things. Where mm. when I really look in, into it, I didn't really miss out on much at all. No. You know, they gave me everything no. they possibly could, which was a lot. Um, yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, as humans, we we have to see one or the other, and yep. it's all ultimately perfect. Yeah, yeah, it all plays out as it needs to. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Good luck catching me in Adelaide. <laughs> and, and you know, that's the thing. I think back to as much as it, it used it, it used to annoy the crap out of me as a kid, um, you know, and I was always begging mum and dad to take me on these holidays or what have you. I I really think now that if I hadn't, if I had, if they had have provided me with those things that I used to ask for, um, yep. today I wouldn't be out there road tripping and I wouldn't be, no. you know, planning these big trips and, and, yep. and what have you. So I wouldn't yep. want to change anything. No. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's really incredible. 
Cool. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to throw three questions at you. Um, I've kind of failed. I, I tried to ask everyone these, but I've sort of failed in the last couple of weeks. So we'll try and kick <laughs> it back off with you. Those don't um, do extra to make up for it. What's that? Don't ask me extra to make up for it. <laughs> All right. You ready? The big oh, three. So. Yeah. What's the best advice anyone's ever given you? Uh, the best advice that anyone's ever given me is to just be myself. Yep. That's that's it really. And it was just before I'd been asked to MC an event and I had everything written out and I was paranoid that I was going to start. So I'd learned it, I'd practiced it a hundred times. I bored the kids with saying it and I was just about to go on and um, a mentor in my business, my network marketing business said to me, just be yourself. And I was yeah. like, you know what? You're exactly right. I actually screwed up the notes, but left them in my bag and I thought, I can have a room full of people at Zumba following my every move and yeah. I don't have to say a word. I do not yeah. say a word in Zumba because it's all visually cued. Um, so what am I even worrying about? So I got up and I was like, you know what? Treat it like it's a Zumba class. Treat it like it's something that you already know that you're good at. So mm. I made a joke and I said, when I teach Zumba, um, I always say that the more noise you make, the more calories you burn. So <laughs> while you're here listening to the presentation, let's burn a few calories and make some noise and have some fun. And I got everyone like, screaming and yahooing um <laughs> and that was it and then I was I felt like I had everyone where I needed them to be in That's order to awesome. MC. yeah it was cool so yeah just just be yourself and um focus on your strengths and you know be aware of your your areas that you want to improve but just be you mm, I love that because I um so as you know I've been working pretty hard with my business trying to you know network yep. and and what have you and what I've really been noticing is the times when I'm just completely me without trying to be anything is the times mm -hmm. when things really line up. And um, yep. just on the weekend, actually, I went to um, Diamondback Fighting Championships. So it's a yep. uh, South Australian-based MMA uh, promotion. And yep. uh, so I had a couple of my clients fighting that night and we went to this after party. And by this stage, I was a few vodkas uh, in. <laughs> and um, In those heels? Uh, yeah, <laughs> they were deadly. I've uh, got some decent uh, blisters from them and my car's killing there. me, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was a few vodkas deep and by the end of the night I managed to, you know, make some really cool connections and I, I guess, yeah, just sort of, you know, work the room and have a bit of fun and, and what have you. And I was actually the next day chatting to my coach about that and he was like, well, yeah. who were you being at that moment when those things started to line up? And my response yeah. was, well, actually, I was just being a drunken idiot. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was like, okay, well, there you go. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's all you got to do. Just be you. And, you know, with yeah. that comes the swearing yeah. and comes the, yep. you know, banter and, yeah, yeah just, but just then being you, myself you and not sparkle. trying to be anything. Yeah. yeah, you get the sparkle in your eye and that's what people are drawn to. It doesn't matter what, Absolutely. Doesn't matter what you're doing or where you are, people are drawn to that energy that you mm. create when you're just being you. Yeah, it's magnetic. Yeah. Cool, I love that. All right, the most profound experience of your life, what is it? Oh, good Lord. Um, wow. Could have given me some warning. Um, <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, thanks. I said, do I need to prepare anything? And you said, no, you lied. <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, it's it's a bit um, it's a bit obvious being a mum, but actually giving birth is pretty mm. profound. Um, 
especially my youngest because I had her at home um, mm-hmm. in the kitchen. <laughs> it was planned. It wasn't unplanned. It was planned. Um, it was profound because obviously actually giving birth is an amazing thing mm-hmm. to think, Jesus, I've created this monster all by myself. <laughs> well, not completely by myself. Um, but for me, having her at home like was facing all my fears of not being in control because I'm a control freak. Yeah. Um, yeah. So being out of the hospital, having it suggested to me and then going, yeah, and you know what I'm like, once I, once I say yes to something, I've got to do it. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, so actually having it happen and driving past the hospital in labour to come home um, <laughs> to, have, to have a baby in my, in my kitchen, um, yeah, that's probably up there. Awesome. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, last one. What's the biggest sacrifice anyone has ever made for you? Yeah. Um, oh, jeez. They're big questions, hey? Yeah, especially without warning. Um, <laughs> You're not the first person oh to goodness. get stumped on these. They're cool questions, though. Um, Sometimes um, people will fire them back at me. I'm like, oh, shit. Should have thought this one through. <laughs> yeah, why did you ask these questions, Frank? <laughs> what what inspired these questions? Uh, biggest sacrifice that anyone has made for me. Oh gosh. I think my parents. Um yep. just allowing me well, allowing me to be me. Obviously everything's got you know, everything's double sided. Um but they my parents never doubted me. Um, mm-hmm. which maybe wasn't a, such a good thing after all. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, just uh, I guess financially, um, mm-hmm. they always uh, – I, I never, ever, ever I remember my mum and dad saying, you, you can't do music because we can't afford it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they would – we same, we'd have one holiday a year, two weeks holiday, and we'd go somewhere in England. Um, because mm-hmm. that's what they could afford at the time. My mum yeah. didn't work while we were growing up so that she could be around for us and be, you know, I was saying to her earlier, she'd, she'd make out of old cornflake boxes, she'd make word games and spelling games because of our spelling and, like, there's no way I'd do that for my children. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it always was, you know, she would she basically put her life on hold so that mm-hmm. we she could be there for us. Um, mm-hmm. which she, you know, she probably didn't think of a sacrifice because kids are a highest value. So maybe it wasn't a sacrifice, but I guess because kids aren't up there for me, that would be a sacrifice to me. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's just fuck with my own head. <laughs> 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 Thanks. <laughs> um, You're yeah, welcome. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. So just that, yeah, them allowing me to be me no matter what. Um, awesome. and, and putting other things on hold, I guess. Mm, I love Thanks that. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Did you hear my brain working then? <laughs> Did it hurt? Again. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, Thank awesome. you. Um, cool. What can we expect to see from you in the future? You're going to expect to see the daisy chain everywhere. Um, yes. <laughs> one step at a time. Um <laughs> I I might be about to drop myself into it to actually prepare for a boxing match, which Ooh. I haven't decided yet. 
you don't have to convince <laughs> me of that. Um, yeah, just just being me, just doing what I do, and and not giving myself a hard time because that's yeah. one thing that holds me back is is my need for perfection. Um, yeah. And it's never perfect anyway. So uh, while I'm waiting for everything to be perfect and getting everything the way I think it should be, which is a banned word in our house, um, it's yeah, it actually stops me from achieving what yeah. I need to achieve. So um, yeah, look, my my big goal is for the day he trained to be global, um, definitely Australia and England because I want to be able to go back to the UK because that obviously where I'm from and to have it there because of my nan um yeah. so definitely Australia England and then who yeah. knows where wherever wherever needs it which is everywhere really mm, yeah definitely just to get people moving and having fun and embracing music and energy really yeah I love it awesome well Emma thank you so much thank for you. jumping on as you thank know you. like Thanks I my pleasure. I so believe in what you're doing and, um, yeah, I think sadly there's probably not quite enough awareness of um, just how much this kind of stuff really does make an impact and, um, yeah. yeah, I just wanted to shine some light on that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, All right. oh, I should uh, – sorry, I forgot about this. Um, are there <laughs> any other links that you wanted to share? We've got the website. Uh, got a website, got a Facebook page, which is just the Daisy Chain. Um, yep. About the AISIE. Um, and Instagram is happening slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as addicted to Instagram as I am to Facebook, so I need to I need to um, plan my Instagram. Um, but yeah, the usual social media. Um, and if there are facilities or family members of people in aged care, I do have um, hard copies of everything too. They explain what we do so people can actually feel it and see it in front of them. Um, so you can always message me through the Facebook page to get those. Perfect. I'd well, like the flyer to be on every counter of every aged care facility in Australia. That's the goal. Love it. Let's make it happen. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, you know where to find me if you want to hit SA, if I'm here. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just put, give you a box and you can put them in the back of your car and you can yeah. just drive around. That's actually a you good can, idea. Uh, I know, it is. I'm surprised <laughs> I haven't thought of that before. Oh, I'll have yeah. to make a trip back up your way then and yes. get some of those boxes yeah. full. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so you can be my All right. Alrighty. Yeah. Thank you so uh, much um, thank once you. again and I'll speak to you soon. No worries. Thanks, Ray. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, all right, all right. There we go, guys. Our voids create our values and our values are brought about by our voids. So as always, if there is someone that you want me to interview, to chat to, let me know. Uh, And you can hit me up on social media via Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the live free movement on Instagram at www.instagram.com forward slash Brianna Bowley. That's B-R-I-A-N-A Bowley, B-O-W-L-E-Y. Uh, you can find me on Twitter now. I am I'm officially Twitterfied. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at www.twitter.com forward slash Brianna Bowley underscore. And I will keep you guys updated because guess what? We have a new website on the way thanks to Savage Marketing who you can find at www.savagemarketing.com.au. Uh, so... 
As always, until next time, what else is possible?